0: Welcome to the Squadcast for another week, hope you're having a really good day so far wherever you are or whatever day it is that you are listening to this. Uh, It's been really exciting just hearing uh, feedback from people who are interacting with the Squadcast on a regular basis, some people listening on their way to work, on the train and uh, then interacting with others in their squads so that's really exciting to hear. And uh, we really enjoyed doing the squadcast. Well, fun. I do anyway. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's um, it's been really fun. We are looking at this idea of becoming, and uh, on Sunday I spoke about um, the amago day. We followed on from the week before. um, I was really impacted by Annette's message and then what we discussed in the Squadcast last week and uh, as I was preparing for Sunday I I planned to do something completely different but I just couldn't get off the the idea of uh, becoming the image of God and so I just went down that track. (laughs) Um, So we had a few questions uh, come in, well we had quite a few questions and we didn't get to them all Um, but I mean, first of all, Sarah, do you have any reflections on the message from yesterday?
1: Yeah, I guess I just love the whole being reminded about being the Imago Day, the set apart, being a remnant. And I think it's, I don't know, I think it's a really beautiful thing. It's not that we are called to um, live a life separated from the world. Like we're set apart, but we get to live in the world. Mm. This is not about going and hiding in a monastery for the rest of your life. It's, it's actually we get to be the image of God wherever we are. We get yeah. to bring heaven to earth wherever we are. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful and beautiful picture.
0: Yeah, it's great, eh? Yeah. yeah. And I really like the idea of, of being a royal priesthood, mm. that we are priests wherever we are, and to those around us. And, you know, just thinking about those ideas of in our workplace, uh, you are a priest. Yeah, um, and people will look to you as a priest if they know that you're a follower of Jesus. When uh, there's a time of crisis or um, something like that, they're probably going to look to you. That's right. Because I think there's just something innately inbuilt into humanity that that we look for God, mm. and when especially it seems when there's crisis, you know, that's right. Um, and they're going to look to you, the the, the royal priesthood. Uh, in those moments
1: and you might not feel like you're equipped or prepared or good enough to be um i remember at 21 working in a bank and i had a co-worker a gay co-worker and i would be the one that he would come to for like wise advice i look back i like oh, i was 21 yeah but he knew i had jesus and there was something about that that he was looking for yeah um yeah totally unequipped ill-prepared yeah. but holy spirit yeah would do his thing yeah yeah
0: It's great really cool yeah Well, shall we have a look at um, some of these questions that came in?
1: Yeah. Uh, All right, so obviously there was a few questions about evangelism uh, yesterday. So someone asked, they said, coming back to evangelism, isn't the purpose of the law to show us our need for God?
0: Yeah. Um, I think think there's an aspect where we could say, yes, that's true, in the sense that um, the law shows us our complete inability to make ourselves right. That's right. I've heard someone describe it as, you know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil on steroids. So in the sense of, you know, humanity saying, uh, we want to define what's right and wrong. And then God saying, okay, well, this is, you know, this is what it really looks like kind of thing. Um, But then there's also this aspect of its relevance to us in the sense of, I mean if you can imagine the early church evangelising first the Jews um, and so the relevance of the law is huge, Mm. Um, you know the the Israelites inability inability to follow the law um, and then Jesus coming as the fulfilment of the law, then when they're evangelising the Greeks it's, it's totally irrelevant to them.
1: That's right, they've got no context for that.
0: Yeah so you know the law was given to a certain nation at a certain time for a certain purpose um, and um, you know paul describes it as as a teacher uh, as a guardian and um, i think you've got some thoughts around that idea of guardian haven't you
1: yeah i guess just in a sense with um, the garden of eden uh, adam and eve it was a failure to grow up Israel failed to grow up, and I guess they needed the law as children. Yeah. Um, But yeah, with I guess the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, that's that's a whole new thing. Totally. You don't need a guardian once you're grown up.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. New
1: covenant, it's a new deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think when we think about, you know, as parents, we're raising our children um, to start off with, you need to give them lots of boundaries. Yeah. You know, you need to guard them. I've just built a fence at home. to keep Zeke in because right. he doesn't know that if he crawls out onto the driveway that's really really unsafe. That's right. So I've had to guard him. I've yeah. had to put, build a fence to, to guard him. Um, but my hope is that one day uh, he'll be okay. That's right. <laughs> you know one day he'll grow up and he'll know that running out into the driveway or out or to the road that's is it. not safe. That's right. And so I think we we need to see the law as that it's a, a guardian; it's a set of rules that, um, for God, I think uh, initially with Israel, that, that same passage that I used, that Peter used, mm-hmm. is, is the same. It's a direct quote from yeah. what from what God said to Moses at the bottom of Mount Sinai before He gave the law that, that they would be a, a holy nation, you know, a set apart people, a people for His own possession, um, you know, a royal priesthood. Mm-hmm um and in essence god is saying hey i'm calling you out from the world to be set apart to be a light for the world That's right. you know that whole you know called out from uh, on behalf of for the benefit of um and then this is how you will be set apart and so a lot of the law was um uh it was a different way of, certainly a different way of interacting with God mm-hmm. compared to all of the other nations. Um, and so there's that aspect uh, going on that this is how they will a be set apart and this is how they will show obedience and allegiance to yep. God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the problems that we often have is that we read um, our Western evangelical eyes right. over it. Um, nowhere does it say the law is about You know, if you don't obey the law, you go to hell. You know, or you know, if you obey, this is how you get to heaven. We kind of read that over it.
1: And and so much of the law is around ceremony anyway, Mm. which is definitely irrelevant to us. And so much of it, like we read it now, it's like oh, that's really oppressive against women. But actually, it was really progressive at the time. Totally. And they are these laws are applicable to certain situations that were happening at the time or in that culture. Yeah, they're so different to where we are now. Totally. You know, yeah. had God came and given us a law for today, yeah. that was based, they'd that, be completely different. That's why when we read it, there's so much that happens today that we can't read into the law. Because it's just, it's, we are not them, we are not... Totally. We Stop trying to copy and paste, it doesn't work.
0: Totally. Um, Shane Willard is really brilliant on this. He goes through a whole lot of those really difficult... Um, Sort of laws and going. Man, this just sounds so oppressive. Mm. Um, but then he gives the context of what the other nations were doing, and realizing that actually this is God calling a nation out. That's right. And calling them up. And so he he goes through and he continually says, "Is it is that the word of God? Yes. Is it a good word? Yes. Is it the final word? No, because <laughs> Jesus is the final Absolutely. word. Absolutely. And and we see this progression of of because the goal is always about humanity flourishing Mm -hmm. that's the that was the original intent of eden and the original intent of eden was humanity flourishing Mm -hmm. right relatedness with god right relatedness with one another uh, ruling over the earth to cultivate it and do good yes for the benefit of others and then we see at the end is Eden again mm-hmm. so it's the story starts with yeah. Eden ends with Eden but in the middle we get to also participate in Eden yeah the way that we interact I, with one and another. and I
1: think if we're trying to hold on to the law we end up it's not flourishing for all it is flourishing for some yeah and it holds others to the margins
0: yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah so so I mean I guess yeah uh the answer would be yes and no but it's not that black and white Um, you know, I think as far as evangelism goes, um, you know, saying to someone, well, you know, you're not fulfilling the law, therefore you are not saved. Uh, I've probably studied way too much to be able to sit (laughs) that, for that to sit with me. Yeah. Um.
1: And it's not compelling.
0: No, it's not compelling. I mean, I got saved
1: through fear, but it was love that kept me in.
0: Yeah. That was
1: a far more compelling
0: yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, yeah, I think in the, in the essence of it, it shows us our complete inability to be right. Yes.
1: Mm. And Jesus doubled down on that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. You know, I mean, he took it to a further measure. <laughs> you know, right. you, you just, you know, uh, uh, and, and I guess when you look at the, you know, the Ten Commandments, you know, it's possible to obey all of those and be a horrible husband, right. a hopeless father, a horrible friend, You know but i didn't murder you you know (laughs) but i've been really mean to you today Mm. you know and i've I've caused offense and taken offense and you know so i think we we are called to live by the law of love which is a greater standard but then he's changed our hearts so Mm. you know it's and he's given us a spirit yeah
1: all right do you want the second question sure all right uh so is the state set to be apart from Christianity. Are you sure as Christians aren't to be part of the instrument that brings about justice? Can you be a Christian governor, <coughs> excuse me, uh, or a Christian judge or a Christian police officer? There's more like four questions in there, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that is a really good question and something that I have thought about so much. Um, and I... Um, I can give you my opinion. I certainly would not say I have arrived on on this at all, um, but it is something I've thought about lots. I think that our context here in New Zealand is probably a little bit different for a lot of the rest of the world. Um, you know, especially places like uh, America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by and large, our police force are, are by and large non-violent. You know, they don't carry um, guns or. Um, weapons that can kill, although that does happen at, at times, um, and even our military, by and large, are peacekeepers. Um, I think the fundamental question that we have to ask, though, and, and probably I would say this that that I'll I'll give you, I'll give some thoughts that um, people can wrestle with. Um, fundamentally, we have to ask the question: Do um, does the end justify the means? Yeah. Um, so, because, the, I mean, there's um, ideas out there around just war theory, you know, it's so the idea that it's okay to kill if it's bringing about peace, um, so there is just war. Um, uh, I, my personal conviction is that in the kingdom, the, the means and the ends have to align. So if we are bringing about peace, we do that by using peace. Correct. So, so for me to use violence to bring out, a, bring about a peaceful outcome, is, in my opinion, to go against the ethics of the kingdom. Um, and you know, then that throws out all sorts of ideas. You know, people ask the questions of, yeah, but if someone came storming into your house and attacked yeah. you, and you know, that, so there's lots of questions, and I think people need to wrestle with those questions. And Christians have arrived in all sorts of different yeah. spaces on that. Um, our, our friend Bruxy Cavey, um, who we did a series on his book uh, last year, he he is a pacifist, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, at at their church um, you can't be in leadership if you are in the military or in the police, um, and and it's a, again it's a little bit different over there because um, you know they uh, are probably you know they they are armed you know so so there's it's such a tricky tricky question um but i would also say this that when i gave my allegiance to jesus i became part of the jesus nation Uh um and what that has done for me and that me really trusting that believing that living in that um has meant that i'm I'm a lot less concerned about what happens in the nation I live in yeah um, I have opinions but i don't I don't really care right. either because i'm I'm no longer a citizen of this nation I am now a citizen of the Jesus nation and that that has changed my perspective hugely um, so yeah I mean do you have any thoughts? <laughs> I
1: have many I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure where to start with that it's a lot to wrap your head around and yeah. uh because I think most of us yeah we, we do care about what happens in our nature, nation but yeah how do we it's an identity thing too isn't it that
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I mean we again New Zealand is is quite different and and yes. and for that I feel very blessed
1: yeah, and let's be real, like, most of our news headlines are about, you know, someone's dog in New Zealand. Like, we have very little drama compared to the yep. rest of the world. Totally. There's so little fear here. Like, we get frustrated about COVID and being locked down when actually around the world, you know, thousands of people are losing lives. And yes. we are so isolated here.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so, uh, you know, if you look at, so I mentioned Romans 13 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You, you have to read Romans 12 first uh, to, to get the context. You need to read, read Romans 12 and, and Romans 13. Um, may, maybe shall I read Go for a, a little bit of it? So Romans 12, which leads into Romans 13. I'll, I'll pick it up in verse 14. It says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, the bit that I want to focus on here is verse 19, where it says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. Mm. Um, it, because he uses that same sort of language in... chapter 13 um, where uh, Paul says that the government is the servant of God an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer Right. so in other words he's saying don't you deal with it, leave it to the wrath of God Mm -hmm. then Paul goes on in Romans 13 to say the way that God will do this is through the government
1: that's a really hard thought when you. I guess I've just read the book, *The Very Good Gospel* by right. Lisa Sharon Harper, yeah. and so she's a black woman, and so and she talks a lot about justice and the Black Lives um, Black Lives Matter movement, uh, and the, the massive rates. I think in America, something like. 40 something percent of men who are killed by the police are black. Yeah. But they only make up 6% of the population. Yes. yes. So it's really hard to go to look, read that and go, yeah, okay, the government will be the one that brings justice when they are not always.
0: Yeah, totally. You know. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so, you know, thinking about the context, mm. we're talking about the time of Nero. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, Christians, we couldn't know. Further on, Domitian, <laughs> you know. Um, so so it's it's not a nice time that they're living in um there but i guess there is also this sense of um as followers of jesus speaking truth to power Mm -hmm. um and what what paul was getting at here is is um the idea that um we we don't need to worry about bringing about um judgment yeah. because the government will deal with that, that I, and and I, I agree that for us in new zealand that works a lot easier yeah. because by and large the our justice system is reasonably fair mm-hmm. um not perfect by any means i don't think there would be a perfect justice system in the world um but reasonably fair especially compared to other countries yeah yeah so uh, There is a way for believers, I think, to act in the world that brings about the justice of God, which is reconciliation. So that's our role, is reconciliation. Um, And so so when we're thinking about um, Black Lives Matter and all of that sort of stuff, how can we as believers not engage in the political agendas? Mm -hmm. Because you know that's going on. If there is anything happening in the world that is of significance, it will get politicised. Um, and sometimes we, we, we use the politics of it all to um, avoid responsibility. Mm. So we'll, we'll say, well, that's just a leftist thing, and so I don't have to engage with that. No, no, no. Our role is reconciliation. That's good. So if, if there is, uh, in our community, um, you know, a, a people group being oppressed, then how do we love them? Yeah. How do we bring the kingdom of heaven to them? Um, regardless of what the government are or aren't yeah. doing. You know, so uh, do you know what I mean? Like it kind of, it parks us, it, it leaves us separate from any political agendas. Yeah. The problem that I see is that um, especially in America, look at America, and unfortunately as America goes, so does the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have this infiltration of this American version of Christianity that is seeped into our culture as well. Yeah where everything is politicized um you know i was thinking before i've I've listened to lots of um pastors and leaders that have had a real revelation about this and they've, they've walked into their churches and have gone oh my goodness why are we flying an american flag above the christian flag yeah and some of them have gone, well, that needs to be changed. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't even have, a, I don't even know what a Christian flag looks like. But <laughs> anyway, uh, but over there it's really big, you know, flags yeah. and all that sort of thing. Um, but And so they've changed it mm-hmm. and have been fired or been, you know, um, stood down or told off or yeah. punished in some way because um, because it seems that for that church, um, allegiance to America is more important than allegiance to Jesus. Yeah. And, I, man, that is dangerous, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. really dangerous. Like, that is just, that is the Book of Revelation. That's right. That is what it's all about. Yeah. Do not get in bed with the Empire. Do not That's give it. allegiance to the Empire. And I think we would be better to see uh, our governments as Rome. <laughs> That's it. You know? Yeah. Um, and our nation as Rome. Mm-hmm. Or does um, it
1: take it even a little bit further, Babylon? Babylon, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. America is not Israel. No. It is Babylon. That's it. Uh, as, as is ours, just a nicer one. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you <know. laughs> But uh, you know what I mean? So there's, all of those things have to be wrestled with. Yeah. So for me, I, I actively try to disengage from any political mm-hmm. agenda mm-hmm. because if a political agenda is avoiding me of responsibility to be a reconciler, yeah. then I have missed it.
1: And I think if we're to be reconcilers, if we're to never repay evil for evil, um, if we're you know bringing love and kindness, we get changed as well. Yes. It's not just that we're bringing reconciliation, I guess to others or to groups. Actually, we get changed in the process as well, which I think is really valuable. Even just on a one-on-one in our relationships, if we're bringing reconciliation, we are we are being changed in that process as well. Yeah, part of the becoming.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are, what are we doing? Is we are being near Margo Day, mm. and as we engage in that, we have been transformed yeah. and become more like him. Yeah, and and we are undoing the fall. Mm. Each time we, you know, we're undoing the effects of the fall. What what was chaotic and disordered is now yeah. becoming beautiful and ordered. Yeah, and um. And
1: doesn't mean you're always gonna love it. Well, no. <laughs> Like we should, we should be clear that this is not always easy. <laughs> no,
0: I mean in, in that passage I read yesterday, and it talks about um, you know doing hospitality without grumbling. Yes. Like the the there's like this um, assumption made, I think, by Peter that sometimes hospitality is going to be hard. Yeah. And it's going to be uncomfortable, and it's going to be inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do it without mm-hmm. grumbling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is <laughs> sometimes, and, and I guess you know when we get to the Philippians uh, series. Uh, in Philippians too, do everything without complaining. Yeah, totally. Sarah's a life first. Yeah, She's not winning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, back to the original question. Um, you know, should should Christians be in government? Um, I my where I currently sit at the moment is I think um, that there should be um, Christians in politics um to bring influence mm-hmm. to be a priest um th- that but i would put a big warning on it if anyone wants to engage in that that um you know politics by its very nature is a system of compromise so mm. so you need to be prepared with how you are going to deal with that um and and that is a a heavy heavy responsibility right. um i I have, however, would say I do not believe that there should be a Christian government again because it's a system of compromise. Yeah. I'm, I, we may cut the spit out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think when it comes to a, like, so, uh, we had a lot of Christian political parties this year. Mm-hmm. Um, some I'm, Convince we're Christian <laughs> uh, don't hold back <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I, th- I honestly wonder how much they had thought about or understand how politics actually mm. works if a Christian political party had got 5% if they had been um, aligned with another political party under the MMP system to rule um, they would have to have to make compromise. That's right. Like I think it's, um, in all honesty, I think it's ignorant to think that a a Christian political party could somehow get enough power mm. to just switch off the mm. abortion law. That's it, just not how it works. Yeah. I, I mean, that is to be able to have that amount of power is tyranny. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. No government. In New Zealand, has ever had that amount of power? Mm. It, there's a there's a process, there's compromise, there's pushback. There's has to go through all the different bills, mm. you know. Um, and if you're a if you're a a party with um, lesser power, you know, like if you're on the opposition, or you know, you're under MMP, you might be on the the ruling side, but you've got only you just made it through. Yeah. You've you've got such little influence. Yeah. Um, but you could be an influence i guess <laughs> but yeah i just i just I, I think there needs to be some really really well thought through and deep thought about engaging in politics as believers
1: as believers is it better that we are trying to yeah, those connections are one-on-one rather than trying to influence the whole nation
0: yeah so so this is how i would put it um the fruit of the spirit Against such, there is no law. Mm-hmm. I honestly, honestly believe that we could have a community, Upper Heart could be a community with zero abortions, mm-hmm. irregardless of what law is in the land. Yeah. We could have zero crime, mm-hmm. no matter what the law of the land was. We could have, um, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to say. You know, what does the kingdom look like yeah. that could exist here because the kingdom is not ruled by government That's right. it is not ruled by the law of the land there is nothing that can outlaw it and so why do we want to legislate the kingdom mm. it, it doesn't fit under it so why would we try and put it under it actually we are a different nation with a different ethics different you know we have yeah. the politics of Jesus let's Let's be that. Let's do that, and uh, you know maybe like the early church, who had no political influence, we could turn this world upside down.
1: Doesn't that sound good?
0: Yeah, that's my thoughts. <laughs> Anyway, I hope that you have been blessed. I hope that you have so many more questions because I I have so many more questions about all of this. I think about it all the time and I wrestle with it. But I think that is good. Mm. Um, These things need to be wrestled with. They need to be, you know, we need to continually say what does it look like to live under the redeeming rule of this good king called Jesus and... Um, what does it actually look like? And am I compromising? Am I looking to other ways to try and bring about a kingdom outcome? When in fact the church is God's plan. That's right. So let's be His plan, yeah. Cool. Do you have anything else?
1: Well, can I just read a couple of quotes just yeah. to end? Um, so, Lisa Sharon Harper in her book The Very Good Gospel, which is a good book, she says credible witness within families requires that we reckon with the social and structural impacts of governance that have served and protected some families often at the expense of those on the margins it calls us to believe that the call to honor the image of god and all people applies within families and it applies to public policy that affects the health of all families especially those society presses to the margins Um, and i just thinking about upper hut we need to be Honouring the image of God in every single person. So, you know, with us, with Tihahi, Mm. um, I think we are going to be able to go and honour the image of God in families in our pahat. And we're actually dealing with things like it's those basic needs it's food, it's a house that is secure after an episode of family harm. Um, That's what it is to be the third way.
0: So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, great. Well, I hope that this has been challenging, helpful unhelpful all of the above such a big topic uh one that i love to wrestle with so if if someone wants to uh, wrestle with me or with it with me (laughs) then you can um, feel free anyway i hope you have a great week be blessed see you later